0: aloha friends welcome to the boy mom podcast powered by christian parenting i am monica swanson mom to four boys podcast host and author of boy mom what your son needs most from you Here on the podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Aloha, friends. Welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast. I am so glad to get to hang out with you this Thanksgiving week. I hope you're having a great week, whether you are traveling or hosting or just laying low, whatever you're doing. Uh, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. I am so thankful for all of you and just love getting to hang out with you. Even if you're catching this later, I think today's episode is going to be a blessing to you. I'm actually sharing an episode from the past and it is so wild for me to realize this is from three years ago. I had to stop and like, Triple check that. I was like, it couldn't have been three, two years, one year. No, three years ago. I didn't even realize I've been podcasting that long. But this was an episode where I invited my dear friend, Kate Merrick to talk about being present during Thanksgiving, during the holidays, and really always. So many of you know Kate or know of Kate. She has written a couple books. She does a lot of speaking. She's hilarious. And uh, we are going to talk just like real friends. You're getting to listen in on us just being real girlfriends. And I share in this interview kind of my story of meeting Kate and why she's so special to me. Uh, But over the years, we've just grown to be really dear friends. So I hope you enjoy kind of feeling like you're hanging out with us, two real life girlfriends. Um, But we do get to talk about being present and Kate brings such perspective to this topic. She has walked through the battle for her daughter's life as her daughter, Daisy, fought cancer and ultimately um, went to heaven. Um, But since then, Kate has continued to share her heart with so many audiences. So perhaps you've heard her or read her books, but wow, she's just a special one. So anyway, I won't say much more. We cover a whole lot in this conversation, and I just hope it adds some joy and perspective to your holidays. So I want to thank you for being here. Thanks for being a part of this podcast community. You guys are awesome. Awesome. I appreciate you so much and know that truly, as I thank God for so many blessings this year, you are high up on that list. So know that you are appreciated. Okay, I want to get right into this interview. Just a a quick heads up this was in the early stages of podcasting and the audio isn't perfect. I think there's a few areas maybe early on, especially where my side is is not very good, but I think you can hear me okay anyway. So thanks for putting up with that. And without further ado, here's Kate Merrick and I talking about being present during the holidays and always, I hope you enjoy. Well, hey, Kate, thanks for joining us on the Boy Mom Podcast. Monica, best day of my life. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I have been looking forward to having you on since the day this thing started. So it is just so much fun. And um, just welcome. Yeah. How are you doing?
1: I'm so good. I'm just honestly, to anyone who's listening, just so thankful that I get a chance to chat with my friend Monica, who I love and I don't get to see nearly as often as I'd like. And I'm sitting in the parking lot of the zoo, in Santa Barbara, because my little five-year-old homeschool daughter is
0: at zoo school. Zoo school. I yeah. love it. Well, I can't wait to hear more about your life, but I asked Kate's permission before we got on to indulge myself a little by telling everyone my story of meeting Kate, because it's one thing to meet a new friend through podcasting, and I love doing that. But it's so fun to have an actual friend on with me, though it is a little risky, because I'm wondering, we'll we'll try to keep on, on task here with our subject at hand. But I'm going to share how I remember meeting you, because I think I go further back with you, Kate, than you do with me. So mind okay. if I share? Please do. Okay, so I remember, Kate, from goodness, I don't know how many years ago it was, but Many of you who were following my blog many years ago will remember that I started following Kate back when she had a website, which is still up, I believe, PrayForDaisy.com. That's still out there, right, Kate? It is, yeah. Yes. Well, um, Kate and I have a number of mutual friends because of the surf and California-Hawaii connection. And I started hearing about Kate and her family when she had a website, PrayForDaisy.com, And that was um, just a place where people were gathering to get updates and pray for Kate's daughter, Daisy, as she was battling cancer. And I, as soon as I started following that, I just was sucked in and just felt such a connection to the Merrick family. I just loved them. I loved Daisy. I started to pray. And again, if you are following my blog, you might remember me asking others to pray and just really feeling a heart connection connection. And um so that was way back before Kate knew who I was. And what's funny is even though we had mutual friends, I never really thought about trying to meet Kate. I just was like happy being a distant, um, distant fan of her and her family. And so then years later, um, I'll let I'll let Kate fill in the rest of that story. But years later, Kate was on the beach with her husband and little Fifi, right? I, I think it was just the three of you. Maybe Isaiah was Isaiah was. I think Isaiah was with us. Yeah. He was there. But what was hilarious is, and this says something about me, I'm so terrible at like faces. I had seen Kate's picture many times, but we see this couple down on the beach. I'm with some friends and I see this dude with like a big scruffy beard and this super cute young mom. And we strike up conversation and quickly... I just felt like I met a new best friend. I was like, I love this girl. You're from where? You're from California. Oh, cool. And literally, I think in 10 minutes time, Kate, I was telling you like, you should move to Hawaii. We could be really good friends. <laughs> such a weirdo. I probably <laughs> totally scared you. But no way. It took a few minutes before I was like, and what's your last name? And then when you said Merrick, I was like, wait a minute. And then no, your I- face was money.
1: It was my favorite thing ever. you were like, what? Like your eye, it was like mind blown. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course, I didn't want to say the wrong things, but I was like, but I have loved you. I've loved your daughter. I've loved your family. I've prayed for you. Mm. So that was really crazy. Well, then fast forward, um, I guess within a couple of years, our boys were good friends. Our son Isaiah is right around um, between my two oldest sons ages. And then my oldest son, Josiah, is going to Westmont, which is right by where Kate lives. And he's going to the church that Kate and her husband planted many, many years ago. And he's spending holidays with the Merrick family. And then to round it all out, Kate's husband, who is a surfboard shaper. And for those of you who don't know, the word shaper is basically creator, right? It's like a surfboard artist. He creates Mm -hmm. surfboards. And he's like... I can brag for you, Kate. He's like the best <laughs> surfboard <laughs> shaper in the world. Like there was oh, yeah. some last year that's like, I don't know if you had Oscars for surfboard shapers, her husband, Britt, <laughs> seriously for the whole world. And he has my son, Luke's surfboard shaper. So, how so, much- fun. so many connections and, not only that, but Kate is my one friend, one of very few who I have actual phone conversations with <laughs> she is, and we'll get to this coming up. I have some questions. She's not on social media, so it forces us to actually call each other and have great chats. So there's my long introduction, Kate. <laughs> Welcome um, to the
1: show. <laughs> love it. Thank you, Monica. It is honest been so fun to know you and all the boys and every time i come to hawaii which is i don't know sometimes twice a year yeah. we get together we go to the beach we have poopoos at roy's uh by the way if you're listening and you're like wait you're eating poop no poopoos in hawaiian is like appetizers um we have a good yeah. time <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, and I also want to mention, because I have to link to it in my show notes, Kate's son is an amazing videographer. And if you saw the video trailer for Boy Mom, um, that was her son. He came over and it filmed that and put it together. And I think he did an amazing job. So I'll put that a link to that in my show notes as well. But Kate is pretty awesome. But with all of that, Kate, why don't you give the more official... Um, you know, your introduction, tell us where you are, who you are, and anything I missed in my crazy introduction.
1: Alrighty, so let's see. My name is Kate Merrick. I live in Carpinteria, California, which is really close to Santa Barbara. I am an author of two books. I speak at conferences and that kind of thing. I was a pastor's wife for the last 22 years until my husband retired from vocational ministry just a couple of months ago. Which doesn't change. Like, uh, my identity it was not wrapped up in being a pastor's wife. It's like I serve God because I love him. And so that's never going to change. Um, but it is kind of fun to not have a husband who is doing vocational ministry anymore because I get to see him more often. And I really like him. We've been married for 22 years. I literally like him more than ever. He's fabulous. I have one son named Isaiah, which is he is like, okay, just if you're listening to this and, in, in okay, you know that Josiah Swanson is goals. Okay. So like when some who were sons come into play, everyone's like, but wait, Josiah Swanson, he is just sun goals. <laughs> yes. He is sun goals. You're so sweet. <laughs> Isaiah is sun goals as well in a different way. You yes. cannot compare apples and oranges. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was yesterday, he got his wisdom teeth out a couple of days ago and he was so cute on drugs and <laughs> you know, and like, yes, the medicine they get and it just, it kind of just amplifies their natural disposition. And he mm-hmm. was so sweet and he was like, mama, so I love you. Oh, oh mama. And he's literally like, I'm, I'm not going to say too much because this is a public thing and what he did and <laughs> said was so yeah. sweet. Anyway, I, he was like, mama why are you so good to me? And I said, I said, you changed my life 19 years ago. And he was like, but mama, you gave me life. And like, we're going back and forth. It's not always like that on the way to the orthodontist or whatever, the dentist who cuts your teeth out of your head. We're literally like brawling, which is not a usual thing, but I'm just going to be honest. Like we're driving. There was so much tension. There's like four accidents on the freeway and I'm Mm -hmm like kind of panicking because we have to drive a long way and then we're going to mess up their whole day and I'm like "Uh," and he's like mom mom just stop it's not going to help I was like just let me freak out (laughs) sometimes we're not a very like we don't raise our voices a lot at home but we're literally like going at it in the car and then he's all but we're bonding (laughs) (laughs) oh so um, what else I've written two books um I like surfing I like I went roller skating today I don't go very often
0: (laughs) and I love that I love that
1: I like fun I like a lot of fun I like to eat food um those are all just very personal things what else should anyone know about me but my oh. son is 19. We're talking about boys here. My son's 19. I survived almost the entire teen years, everybody.
0: So let's have a party for me. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and she's got a darling little Fifi. So got to tell nice us too. about Fifi. She's an
1: insane little nut job. She's five. And so <laughs> she... I So I basically have two only children. If you're wondering about Daisy, she went to heaven when she was eight and that was six and a half years ago. So mm-hmm. currently I have two children living under my roof, but they are only children for all intents and purposes because yes. a 19 year old and a five-year-old do not live in the same universe. So right. she kind <laughs> of has three parents, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. In which <laughs> I relate.
1: She is uh, yeah, you you do. She is Probably the most adored child on the planet. When you lose a child yeah. to cancer, the next one that comes along, you just, you want to eat her yeah. face with a spoon and never stop. And yes. you know, the answer yes. is always yes. And all the, all the things that come <laughs> along that, but she's a lot of fun. She's a wild child. and she's She has a home lot school. of personality. She has so much, yeah. she has enough to go around like for right. everybody, but yeah. And I homeschool my kids. I've been doing that since my son was in fourth grade and he just graduated this mm-hmm. spring. So I also survived that as well.
0: Yes. Woohoo. Yeah. Well done. Well, that's all so good. And um, yes, Kate has written two books, both of which rocked my world in different ways. But she not only has an amazing story, not only has such deep and thoughtful things to say, but she's an incredible writer. I literally had to not read her book. Um, while I was working on mine, because I was like, her writing is so good. It just makes me feel like a loser. So she is a beautiful writer. In fact, I started highlighting things I wanted to read today, like to quote your book. And I was like, there's just too much. So everyone's going to, we'll link to her books in the show notes. And today, what I really want to do is focus on Kate's most recent book, which is called here now Unearthing peace and presence in an overconnected world. Such a message, perfect to come from Kate Merrick. And I want to talk about being present, especially over the holidays. This is going to be airing just before Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I confess that I am, um, I get caught up in all the holiday stuff, not, not, <laughs> not on purpose. I'm not big into like the commercial and and the material side, but I can't help it. I just start to get caught up and I find myself feeling really bummed at the end of the day sometimes because I'm like did I even connect with my own kids? Like how meaningful was this day? And so I want to talk about how we can practice presence every day of the year, but especially during the holidays. So Kate, mm-hmm. can I just kind of open up a few questions to you on that topic?
1: Yeah. You are the I am
0: I am the resident expert (laughs) you are today at
1: least
0: well Kate has an awesome story and again I'm going to just keep encouraging everyone to get their hands on both books but in here now you share the story of kind of how this theme of presence really came to the surface in your life and I would love for you to just share a little of that background and how it inspired you to end up writing the book
1: Mm, sure so when Daisy was fighting cancer, she was five when she was diagnosed, which is, um, 10 years ago and mm-hmm. we, you know, you cancer only ever happens to other people. It happens to other families. It never happens to yours until it happens to yours. So right. that was just kind of like whiplash from that. And, and it's, it's a wild ride. You're constantly trying to figure out treatment and, updating people on things and there was a blog started. And so I was writing on that and there's, you know, comments and questions and prayers, and there's so many things to worry about and bills and there's so much going on. It's just like, It's a really crazy time. Totally. And yeah, Yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot. It's very, very busy. Even like when you're spending weeks in the hospital, you'd think, oh, you're doing nothing all day. That's not true. There's doctors and admin people and they're just, it's a revolving door. It's exhausting. So three years of that. And basically they tell us Daisy's cancer, it just keeps coming back. Basically go home. We'll make you comfortable. Mm. Mm. And so we were really I as you know at a crossroads like what are we going to do how are we whoa what are we you know like I'm not giving up I'm not giving up I'm not going to just go home and die and so we sent out on all our, you know, social media and all the channels and the website and everything. Hey, does anybody have anything for us? What can we do? Any recommendations? And we, we got it all. We heard so many crazy recommendations, but we sure. also heard some, no, I'm serious. Like, there's yes, this oh, I can imagine. And it's made from mushrooms. <laughs> or if you eat a lot of these almonds or, you know, um, whatever it was, Yes. And honestly, people need well, we're willing to hear anything, but the best. Idea, the best suggestion was that there was a clinic in Tel Aviv, Israel, and they were doing experimental t- cancer treatment. And so mm-hmm. we prayed about it. And, you know, it really came to the point where that was our best bet and our oncologist agreed that's your best bet. And so we raised the money and we, you know, and this is all just like this wild, wild whirlwind. Sure. And as we're part of the things that we had to do to get ready were a few like medical things. And one of them was to go to UCLA to the hospital mm. and harvest Daisy stem cells. So we're down there for a week and, um, you know, we've been there all week. We're really sick of hospitals. Daisy's just feeling really, really bad. Um, I'm depressed. So we were sitting in the hospital room, and I tell this story a lot <clears throat> because I do believe it's really powerful.
0: Mm-hmm. So I want
1: you to hear this. So I'm sitting in the hospital room and i'm I've got my phone on and I'm looking through Instagram. And as I'm scrolling, I felt bitter. Mm -hmm. And the more photos I looked at, I felt more and more sorry for myself Mm -hmm. and everybody had everything that I did not have. While I was in the hospital, they were at the beach while my little girl is laying there bald and pale and listless. Their little girls are running around with their long hair flying. And Mm -hmm. I was so jealous and I just, I could feel it welling up in me. And yet I kept scrolling, I kept scrolling, I kept scrolling, and then I just felt like God spoke to me. And it was just one of the, one of the couple times in my life that I feel like I've actually heard his voice. He said, Mm -hmm. look up. And I was like, what? I said, look up. And I looked up across the room and she's lying there in her bed. And I felt like the Lord was saying to me, why are you looking at what everyone else has and Mm -hmm. completely missing on what you have? Because of wow. that day, there was nobody in the world, nobody in the world was in a room with that wonderful little no. girl, but me. Why would I squander it on social wow. media looking and looking and and I think I even did a post that day and it was so pathetic I wanted everybody to know that yeah. I that we were suffering and that I was in a hospital in the city and I hate hospitals and I hate cities and I just oh. wanted it was it was just such a I was just focused in on what I didn't have and missing what I had. And it changed my whole perspective on how are we going to do life? You know, and and I'm not and I, I, I want to be clear here that I am not a hater of social media. I am absolutely not. Um, but I do believe that there are times in our life or certain people who you should just give it up because it's not good for you. It's not life giving. It's not working for you. You're working for it. And at that time I was working for it. And, um, Mm. I decided like, you know we we're about to move to Israel for an undetermined length of time and I thought do I want to give away my baby girls last months because they probably were going to be her last months do I want to wow. give them away to a bunch of you know acquaintances and strangers on social media do I want to invite them into our time together or right. do I you know how do I want and I really saw it as that sure. like She's my that. baby. And and for every yeah. moment that I took to, if I were to take a photo and post it and then read the comments, I just invited everybody else into our time. And I just knew this is, nope, that is not life-giving. That is not good or right. I need to be 100% present with them. And so my husband and I were like, you know what, we're we're through with social media, at least for now. This is not, it's not working for us. And so as we're getting ready to go, you know, a couple weeks later, we were like, yeah, we're, we're over it. We're not doing social media. And then we thought, what if we just left our iPhones at home? Uh What if we were just, you can't text us. You can't call us. You can't interrupt (laughs) us. What would it look mm. like to actually be present? So yeah. we did that. We left our phones behind. We, we were like, hey, we're we're going there to be with our kids and with the Lord. We do not need 100 texts a day going, how are you guys doing? Answering everybody, right. you know? Sure, sure. And we did it, and it was the most magical yet awful. I mean, for being like the yeah. worst circumstances you can think of. I would not have had it any other way. I really felt yeah. like it was a really blessed, but excruciating time in my life. And so we, we were there for three months. We had our computers and that we told our parents, we're going to email you once a week. And, you know. And I did, a, I think I posted a few times to let everybody know this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. But other than that, we just were like, this is what it looks like to practice presence. And so that's kind of what threw us wow. into this whole new life, really seven years ago. Um, Uh, was, was uh, when all this was going down. Yeah. And when we came home, I mean, it was just radical being there and just leaning into God and leaning into each other and leaning into life and death and all the existential questions. And, and I'd love to be able to tell the listeners like, Oh, it was, you know, we heard so clearly from the Lord, like, honestly, it, there was a lot of silence, and I think that was yeah. all part of it, though. Like, we would right. go on these hikes, we'd take turns going on these hikes through the nature reserve, just crying out to God in the middle of the wilderness, crying out to God, Why won't you answer me? and not hearing anything. Uh. But thank you, Jesus, that I got that opportunity. To even yes. get into that space because the exactly. distraction is so—it's a ripoff. Uh, like the distraction, uh, like you know, you're talking about the holidays. We're we're going to talk about the holidays in a second, and I feel like all our distractions, and it's like yeah, the trappings, and yeah, this, and yeah, that. It just is a rip off. It's not it it's not giving. It's taking. And when yes. we were in Israel, we learned about Sabbath. You know, it's just it's a shocker mm-hmm. to be in a country where yes. everything shuts down one day a week. And it was just like, what is this? Oh, yes. Sabbath. <laughs> Remember all about Sabbath? Uh, this is this is so foreign uh, to us. And realizing like that is where the strength comes from is in the rest and in, you know, the laying down of the things that we're striving after, laying down of all the distraction, laying down of our needs and our hurts and, you know, our jobs, our reputations, all those things. And just giving them up to the Lord regularly, you know?
0: Wow. Well, I love that. And I, I love that it, it really requires some intention. Like you went into it with that intention and that you have absolutely no regrets now. And I think that's so important to look back and go, you have no regrets. You did everything you could to be present. Mm -hmm. And I always think that, you know, for every yes, there's a no. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we have to say no to things that even are good for the better. Yes. And Mm -hmm. oh, I just So glad you made the choices you did because now you can look back with no regrets. And, and there are so many amazing stories in your book about your time in Israel. And they have just so so inspired me and I love them. I love picturing where you were and Mm -hmm. everything you experienced. So I just, yeah, really Mm -hmm. good stuff.
1: Monica, what you're saying about intentionality is key. And if you're listening right now and there's one thing you take away is please take intentionality. If we if we go along with the tide and I'm talking about all of it, like practicing right. presence, mothering, if you're blessed with a husband, like if you are not intentional about mm-hmm. your choices and where you want to go, you will get sucked along with the tide because especially okay. in our culture that is shouting loud and and things are being sold, you know, everything's being sold. You need this. You need this app. You need this app. You need this app. And if you're going to do this, you have to mm-hmm. have that. You do not have to buy it. I am giving you listener permission right now. You do not have to buy whatever is being sold. You feel Uh, like, oh, everybody's doing, you know, oh, heck yes. In fact, you will regret if you buy whatever is being sold and you will be ripped off from what really matters. And so your intentionality begins with saying, what do I really want out of life? What do I want out of this holiday season? What is most important? What is Mm. it? And then how do I make that happen? Right. And just knowing like there is so much joy in those slow days and moms. I mean, this is a mom podcast. Moms, you know it. You know that's the money right there is like the times where you're in the car with your sons, the times where you're, hey, let's make some Cookies together, like those slow times, those yes. you know, the non-scheduled. I am just, I can't, you know, I, I can't say enough oh. that it's in the, the quiet times, right? That is right.
0: The the yes, and at happen. the end of the day. At the end of the day, when you're lying in bed and you look back and just know that you are present, like nothing feels more satisfying. Nothing feels better. And I mean, we might not go off social media, but I think most of us could certainly put the phone away a lot more often. Sure. just Be at the dinner table, be there present, playing a game, spending time, just sitting quietly. Oh, it is such good stuff. And I think because this will come out before the holidays, it's a great time to maybe even sit down and write out your priorities, like number Mm -hmm. one, two, and three, what matters most Mm -hmm. over the holidays. I love that. Hey guys hope you're enjoying this episode i just want to pause real quick to tell you about this month's podcast sponsor you've probably heard me talk about artsa before but i absolutely love the Arta box it is a quarterly subscription box that follows in the footsteps of Jesus, delivering the best artisanal food, crafts, and content from across the Holy Land straight to your doorstep. Now, many of you have seen my reels where I share unboxing, one of my arts boxes, but our family loves to open these. They always have something tasty, something beautiful, something for the home, something that smells good. Every box supports small, local Israeli businesses and charities, and you can feel so good about getting these if you've been to the Holy Land and you have sweet memories or Maybe like me, you just hope to go one day and kind of like to learn more. There's always educational pieces to these boxes and also they make a great gift. So as we are looking at Christmas ahead, I'll bet there are people in your life who would love to receive a subscription box. And if you can get them quarterly, what a treat to look forward to getting these each quarter. Each of them come from a different special location. You can learn all about the location and the people who make the products when you open the box. So, so much fun. Be sure to use my link, uh, which you'll find in show notes and get 25% off your first Arts of Box using code BOYMOM25. Okay, BOYMOM25, get 20%. 25% off such a great deal. I know you're going to love it. So look in show notes for that link. And now we'll get back to today's episode. Now I want you to address something we all know too well, and that is the FOMO. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She's got a chapter on FOMO. And I think that this is just such a huge issue for us moms at Mm. different stages, whether our kids are little and we feel like we're missing out on what everybody else is doing or whether Mm. they're older, whatever we do for school. Talk to us about FOMO. Sure.
1: Now, FOMO is one of the top three reasons I still am not on social media. Mm. Like I said, I'm not a hater. I leave the door open. It's possible that one day I will still I will go back on. I don't know. At this point, I'm still off. One of my top three reasons is because I love my life. But the second I look away from it, I don't love mm-hmm. it anymore. Yeah. yeah. And so I have a higher enjoyment of my life if I'm not looking at what everyone else is doing. Wow. Is <laughs> and, so and come good. on, we are grown up ladies. We are moms who, you know, we handle this. We handle the home. We handle the work. We handle the school. Listen, we are grown up ladies, but still we feel hurt if we were not invited to yeah. the party. Definitely. Yeah. Why? Like, even if we don't want to go, we're like, how come, how come that? Uh, we are grown up ladies and we know better but we believe the angles and the smoke and mirror that we see on social media we believe that this lady's house is spotless no it's not maybe there's one corner that's spotless like we need to kind of tell our to ourselves what we would tell our teams is like this isn't real, you know? Yes. So you're going to see photos of other people's perfect tables or perfect houses or perfect Mm -hmm. whatever. Everything comes at a cost. And you know what? I'm going to take a second here and I'm not going to throw Instagram influencers under the bus, but I'm going to kind of throw them (laughs) under the bus. (laughs) Go for it. It's not real everything comes at a cost. You're either looking at something that is maybe just one tiny portion of somebody's life mm-hmm. and you're believing that it's their entire life. Okay. Right. That's on you Yeah. or the mom who completely in- ignores her kids for the sake of perfection right. for, you know, her body or her lifestyle or for her Instagram followers. Well, that's on her And yeah. and, and nothing comes for free nothing nice. is free. Wow. And so you have to decide what you want to pay for. Like, wow. do you want, you know, like if you spend the afternoon coloring or doing Legos with your boys, yeah, you'll probably have a messy kitchen. Is that worth it? A hundred percent. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. Yes. If you spend two weeks out of December fussing and chopping and perking and fluffing and fluffing and making everything <laughs> perfect, but you have not seen your sons, was that worth it? Oh, like you have to come to terms thanks. with what is worth it. And and I love a beautiful table. I love a beautiful home.
0: I And you do an really amazing do. job with your tables and your oh, home. And thanks. you guys, Kate has serious style. If she were on Instagram, she'd be killing it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Monica. Way but, better in person. <laughs> so I'm not saying like, because it kind of bothers me when someone's like, Oh, it has to either be that your life is in total shambles and your kids right. are well-loved or, no. you know, your kids are in total shambles, but your life is amazing. <laughs> totally. I don't right. believe that either. No. No. But, you know, I, I do believe in compartmentalizing your time. So like Monica is mm-hmm. saying, hey, it doesn't mean you're going to go off social, but it does mean that maybe when you're with your kids, your phone stays in the other room. And when they go to bed, then you say, you know what, I'm going to spend 30 minutes and check out all my friends on social. And that is legit and wise. That's where you, you know, that's where you decide to spend your time. And honestly, like, I'm not going to get morbid, but I'm going to get morbid. We have no (laughs) idea how much time we have with our kids. So when they're with Mm -hmm. us, make it count. If your kids Mm -hmm. are in school all day, you Mm -hmm. know what, do all your fluffing and shopping and primping and cooking then and when they're home, set your phone down, set your work down. And, mm-hmm. and I'm preaching to myself. I, I'm a mm-hmm. homeschool mom. I've got a career. It's part-time, but I still have one. And I have... I am coming to terms this week. I've, I've got to be intentional this holiday season yes. about when am I going to do my work when my daughter's not with me because I'm not on social, but I have a tendency to check my email and respond mm-hmm. to emails and do this and that. And I think, Oh, well it's, it's okay. Cause I'm working, but I think, well, I can do that when she's nothing. I can do that oh. when she's at zoo school. I can do that when your kids are with you, make it count and you won't regret it. They are honestly, Monica, you know, I mean, just size 20, right? Right. Yeah. You had him yesterday.
0: I had him yesterday. Yes. You're still postpartum. 100%. I am. Yes. (laughs) I could. I absolutely. Yeah. I realize that now, but you don't realize it when they're little. So everyone needs to just trust us. If you don't have a 19 or 20 year old, just trust us. us. (laughs) All those, (laughs) all those grandmas are right when they say blink. And they grow uh-huh. up. So. Uh-huh. Oh, and also,
1: shit. I wanna say be intentional about um, lowering your expectations. Mm. And that if no one's having fun, no one's having fun. And I can tend to be like, uh, you know, hey, you messed up my thing, or this is not the perfect thing I was imagining, or whatever it is. Yes. Well, no one's having fun. Nobody cared about that except for you. Right. And that's not cool. And uh, as yep. moms, we set the tone in our houses. So whether we're constantly whining about what we don't have, well, our kids are going to whine about what they don't have. Mm-hmm. If we don't feel, you know, if we, if kids pick up on everything that we put down Thank and you. what do we want to put down? We want to put down that we love them. Okay, it's the holiday season. How can we show them that we love them? Yes. Uh, hot chocolate is pretty easy. It's yeah, like the, right? you know what I mean? It's like those so, little things, um, but things. it really takes intentionality. And I would just really recommend going into it with a plan like, okay, I'm not going to yes. be on social until 8 p.m., I'm going I to, you know, all those things. Yes.
0: Oh, that yeah. is so good. And, and you touched on the whole thing of gratitude and just being, um, you know, uh, speaking out your appreciation for things. I would love for you to touch on another favorite chapter of mine because you live in a place where there are fires pretty much every year, right? And, yeah. and you share <laughs> yeah. the story of when a fire came very, very close to your home mm-hmm. and how that really impacted you and having a heart of gratitude. And for me in this season, I just sometimes have to go there in my imagination and picture, like you said, worst case scenario, I get morbid in my imagination on Mm -hmm. purpose, which Mm -hmm. sounds kind of weird, but I'm like, what would it be like today if my house burned down? Mm -hmm. What would it be like today if I found out that one of my children had cancer or my husband Mm -hmm. or whatever? And I almost have to go there and then go, wow, Mm -hmm. that's not my reality. Let's Mm -hmm. just enjoy today like a big party as if we found out that everything's okay after all. And so Let's just talk about gratitude here and and share a little bit from your experience with the fires.
1: Sure. Yeah, I think that's really important to to have Mm -hmm. gratitude in good times and bad times. And the fire was an interesting experience for us because having lost Daisy, it feels like we're the suffering ones. We're the ones, you know, we know so many kids who have made it and who have survived cancer. And Mm. and, in this time we were the ones who did not lose our house. We were the lucky ones this time. Mm, Interesting. Yeah. And just kind of going, okay, I have no idea if if our house will be standing tomorrow. What's the most important thing? Do I have those things? And, and, you know, we're always like, what would I pack? In sure. case of a fire. Yeah, what would totally. I, you know, listen, I packed my retainers. <laughs> <laughs> you still are retainers? I didn't know that. Monica, <laughs> I, I promise you, I sneeze and my teeth move. Like <laughs> it, it has cost it's years awesome. and thousands of dollars to yeah. wrangle these babies in place. Oh, I'm good job. not about to. I've had races three times. Most recently in my thirties, I had them again. I was like, I'm not doing this again. I'm bringing my retainers. I love it. So as my retainers. It was my computer because it had my manuscript. I was still writing a book. Oh, and that sure. was basically it. Yeah. And and it just was like I think a lot of it has to do with identity. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. gonna be kind of random. And I, I don't think I wrote about that in the chapter, but where's your identity? And if you if if your identity isn't anything that can change your status, it's in the wrong thing. Yeah. So let me explain this. If my identity were in being a pastor's wife, but now I am no longer a pastor's wife, my identity can be shaken and it totally. was in the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. If my identity is in my home, which I'm very proud of, and I think it's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. But if that home burns down, then it changes my identity. It's in the wrong thing. If my identity is in my child, yes. who is now in the arms of Jesus. And you can think, oh, we're moms. This is a boy mom podcast. Mm-hmm. Like that's who we are. Mm -mm. Girls, listen, your identity isn't something shakable. My baby is in the arms of Jesus. If your identity isn't anything that can change or be taken away or have the status be changed, it's in the wrong thing. You have to have your identity in Jesus Mm -hmm. or nothing. Like that is the one thing that will never change. You will forever be a child of God.
0: Amen. That will
1: never I, change. This. And I think that it, when you have that identity that is in something unshakable, you can face these things with, um, with grace. You can. Okay, mm-hmm. my house is going to burn down. And and this is not to say, hey, you shouldn't mourn. I right. think Christians can tend to be like, oh, it's okay now that a lot of people say, oh, you know, Daisy's all better, no more suffering. Mm. I don't believe that's right. Sure. I believe that's sure. 100% wrong. No, yeah. we should mourn right. and wail. If Jesus cried, I'm going to cry. Yes.
0: Um,
1: but that's not that's not where our identity lies. And so it, I think that when we are solid in that, we can be the most solid mothers. Mm. Because should our kid go off the rails? Well, that doesn't change your identity. Right. It doesn't, you know, and, yeah. and I think we put so much of our identity in that. And yes. and that was just an example in the book of um of potentially losing my home, losing all my things, losing my grandmother's things, losing my wardrobe. Because I want to be like, Well, my identity is in the clothes I wear, my identity right. is in the home I live in, my identity is in, you know, my surfboards, my my hobbies, my whatever. It's not. It's nowhere near that. And so, mm.
0: so I think that okay. is like
1: it's 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 interesting how it kind of turned into a a conversation on identity, but
0: I love it. No, somebody (laughs) out there needs it. And and I know I can always use that. And I have a whole chapter in boy mom about kids identity, Um, but I know that I need the reminders every day. And the more we remind ourselves every day of where our identity lies, the more I think we do have gratitude because it's just like my eternity is secure in heaven. Like the worst thing could happen. And yet I have this great hope that cannot be taken away, yeah. and I just love that, and I think throughout the holidays for us to just keep that perspective, all the yes. stuff, all the even rituals and traditions that we think are yes. so important, really, when it all boils down, it's it's really not all that important, so, oh my so goodness. Oh, true. We could just listen to this on repeat, I think, throughout the holidays, (laughs) and we would all be so blessed. Mm -hmm. Um, But I want to transition um, because I know you don't have, you can't talk to me for hours, which I'd keep you for hours if I could. But I want to um, dive into just a couple boy mom questions and ask Mm -hmm. you to just share some wisdom here at the end. So if you're all right, I'm going to transition. Ready for this? Let's do it. Okay. I want to hear. Kate Merrick's boy mom essential, something you can't imagine raising your son without.
1: Okay, is a sense of humor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> love it.
1: A sense of humor. And I have to tell you, I had to get one. I mean, I love to laugh. I'm yes. a silly girl, you can tell. I'm a silly, silly girl.
0: She's an Enneagram seven, by the way, right? I'm
1: an Enneagram seven. I want to party. I want to eat all the food. I want to laugh all the laughs and dance all the dances. <laughs> but I also needed to learn that things can be laughed off. They don't need to be serious when it comes so to true. your sons. And, yeah. and specifically, honestly, all the like fart stuff they think is funny. <laughs> I had to. I had to ask my husband. I'm sorry. I'm really offended by this. This is just disgusting. And Ronnie, he's like, No, it's actually funny. And I'm like, Wait, you're I like a that. grown man. You're like a successful, godly leader. And yeah. you're telling me right now that that is funny. And he's like, uh-huh. Yes, it's funny. Oh. And I'm like, Okay, I'm just going to have to have a sense of humor. Oh, that was good. I, <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And also, I think that that comes with understanding. And um, one of the most important things I've learned about being a human, whether it's a boy, mom or, um, a speaker or a friend or anything at all is that you need to have understanding. You need mm-hmm. to live with them and understanding. And so I realized recently, Monica, that I was expecting my son to show his faith like a 40 year old woman.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: I was like yep. talking to my husband and I was like, my son. Listeners, my son Isaiah, he loves he loves the Lord. He's a great kid. He's a good guy. He he's got a prayer life. He's like he just told me the other day that, you know, his friend is going through something heavy and he's like, you know, and so I just like laid hands on her and prayed for her for like 10 minutes. You know, he's he's that guy. Yeah. But I can't seem to get him to go to church on time. He's a solid 20 minutes late every single week. And I was like all up in arms about it and talking to my husband about it. He's like, why do you want him to look like you? Mm. This faith is getting worked out in his own way. You need to give him space so for that. Right? I wanted to hear this. To...
0: Somebody yes. out there needs to hear this today. You
1: need to hear this. Don't make them into your own image. Let them be them. Let them work out their own stuff in their own way, in their
0: own time. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yes. Preaching it today. I love that. I think we all need that reminder. They're not 40-year-old women. They're kids. They're not. They're kids. Yeah. yeah and their boys. they're boys. Okay. Now wrap us up with a piece of wisdom. And that might, I mean, right there, that's a good piece of wisdom, but anything you would speak to yourself, if Isaiah were just a babe in your arms, you're getting started and you were able to now speak into your own life as a younger Kate Merrick, what would you say? Okay. I've got two things. And,
1: um, <clears throat> the first thing is Well, and I wouldn't have said it to my younger self with a baby in my arms. I would say it to a transitioning, transitioning to adolescence.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Give them space. I, um, I spent the entire first five years of my son's life with a wooden spoon in my back pocket. Not going (laughs) to lie. Like literally like in my, I spanked the tar out of that kid. I just (laughs) did. I just did. And you know what? It worked. I'm not kidding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I
1: love it. I just did. And I just, you know, like our jobs as moms of young boys is to correct and show them the right way. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. Now,
1: as they're 12, 13, 14, they're getting hormones. They're basically PMSing. Yeah, all the time. And they're real cranky sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it's not for my son, it wasn't like a constant, but every once in a while, oh, he was cranky. And and so he'd, you know, say something sassy. And the young boy mom and me wanted to pull that wooden spoon out of my pocket Mm -hmm. and oh yeah, like correct every single thing he said to me. Yeah. When in fact it would just aggravate him further. And he, you know, and he would just Whatever, and 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 this wasn't like an always thing, but this is this right. it, it's a thing. And so my husband it's... had to tell me, "Dude, he's he's got hormones. Like you know how you are once a month. Well, that's what, <laughs> how he is all the time. Like you got to sure. give him space." Yeah, and I had to trust that the things that I had sewn into him all those years were still there. That. Of mm. course he knows it's wrong to, to talk back to me. Of course he knows those things. Yes. I don't That's need to, to repeated. correct him at that moment. I yes. wish I would have said, all right, dude, it just looks like you need some space and walked away and given him a couple hours in his room alone. Wow. Instead, I was kind of in his face until I realized this does not work. And he almost always would come back around and be like, right. Hey, I'm sorry.
0: I'm yep. sorry. Uh-huh. And I'd be
1: like, oh yeah, but I I just I'd get in his face a lot. I wish I'd had had given him space and trusted that he. He knew it's not yeah, that he forgot. You had done the
0: work when he was I young and he, it was yes. tucked away, just needed some time to pull it up. And oh, so, yes. Good. Yes. So I do regret that. Okay. Um,
1: so I, I, I do wish I'd had given him more space. Obviously, like once I figured it out, I was like, oh, right. okay, but it was a few years. That was a really tough transition. Right. And, and also not to take it personal. Um, that goes with <sighs> that. Like, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because you know when you're PMSing and you oh, cannot yeah. stand the sight of right. people that you love, like with all your heart and soul, all of a sudden you just wish that they would just disintegrate in front of you and that. you would be happy if they did. Well, that's how they feel too.
0: Yes. And
1: it doesn't, you know, anyway.
0: I think um, that's so then, good actually though just to remember what PMS feels like and to I guess I haven't really thought about it like that, that they're kind of in a constant state for a few years. And who would want that? Like, poor kids. (sighs) Nobody wants that. Yeah. Have some compassion. Have some compassion on them.
1: Yes, give them some chocolate. (laughs) That's what I was going (laughs) to say. And then my last thing is, and I use this still, I think I would have... I learned this when my son was five years old and I learned this from his kindergarten teacher is she said that when the kids are learning their letters and they get it wrong and they get really upset, she says, I tell them, it's okay. You're just practicing. You're just practicing. Mm -hmm. And I realized, wait, that is, that can be, um, transferred over to all of life because why do we expect our children to be perfect? We get mad when they make mistakes. We get mad when they sin, or we're surprised that they're uh-huh. Oh
0: yeah, they're
1: just practicing. Like they're new. <sighs> I, I've, I've said, I've said that new. over and over. <laughs> they're new, of course. They are new. They're new. You know, they, they, so... they, part of our job is to teach them how to, you know, have self-control, manage their sexuality, manage their, self, so, you know, whatever it is. Like, like the they're yes. just practicing. So yeah. don't get too worked up about it. Don't punish them when it's You know, something that is just an honest mistake, they're just brand new, and that goes for honestly. I want someone to have grace like that for me, and I'm not brand new, I'm 45, and I still feel like I'm just practicing sometimes, like I have not got this nailed yet. And so, giving them that grace and that space to practice (laughs) and and having that mindset rather than like, oh, I'm gonna punish you for wrongdoing, it's like actually. I'm going to encourage you in the right way and just say, oh man, I'm in your corner. I'm committed to you. Look, mm-hmm. let me help you. Actually, we don't just not show up for work, but the right way is that you call your boss and that, you know, whatever yes. the thing is. And, oh, that's and, so um, good. I was talking I on the that. beach the other night with, with a friend of mine and she said, oh, her, she was real frustrated because her son got a couple of C's and she was like, I'm just so mad. And I said, Michelle, you get mad if you find a bong in their bedroom. You don't get mad over seats, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you Maybe great. you ask him, hey, what's going on? Do you need some right. help? You know, like, how can, do you need Ugh. a tutor? If you're being lazy, like, okay, but let's just, admit that and then how can we fix this together i'm like don't get mad over a c get mad over a bong
0: i love that keep perspective (laughs) keep perspective yes i love that and also i think that's language you can even use with the kids i mean one thing i think i put in my book was just that sometimes i'll just be like you know what you are doing so good at 15 15 is tough Mm. and you are doing so good at 15 or at 13 Mm. or just kind of acknowledging like this is a one-year thing you'll be done with this thing you're feeling the stage you're in, you know, you're doing really good at the puberty thing. Of course, I don't say that because that would make them totally cringe. <gasps> but, <laughs> but you're just you're doing good at this stage. And it's kind of a way to make them realize I am going through a hard time and it's okay and it will pass. Yeah. So I plus
1: Monica that. that I'm so glad you brought that up because I was like, Oh, there's one more thing I want to say. Good. Um, yeah is that those kinds of words that you speak life over their, over your kids, that's one last regret I have is that I was afraid to say, Hey, you're really good at this because they weren't because he wasn't perfect at it. Mm. And I thought if I'm Uh, too generous with my words, it's, he's going to like not, you know, do better, try harder, whatever it is. And that is a lie. uh, What we need to do is speak life. I love that you're like, hey, you're doing great at this. So I realized that my son rises to the occasion when I say, Hey, you're you're a strong man. Wow. I love the way you work so hard or whatever I want to right now. Or like, you know, recently it's like, hey, dude, I am seeing what a good friend you are to your friends. And Mm -hmm. rather than pointing out what they're lacking in can you imagine if someone followed us around pointing out where we were lacking? Oh my goodness. Oh, uh, no. My, gosh, I lack in very many places. But when someone says to me, Wow, you shine in this area, it I. Makes it you want to do wanna, it more. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm. And so when we say, it's almost like the psychological idea of self fulfilling prophecy. If you right. speak something over yeah. someone enough times, uh-huh. they will believe it.
0: Yes. And
1: so, um, you know, that would Brit reminds Isaiah, Hey, you speak kind words to your sister. Cause if you call her a little turd enough times, she's going <laughs> to believe that she's a little turd. Sure. And like That's not cool. You no. have the power. Like we as moms have the power uh, with our words, really to shape our kids, to shape so our
0: boys. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Kate, I'm going to have you back just to continue this conversation because I know that Fifi can't be at zoo school all day, but <laughs> I have so many more thoughts. And so I'm going to make sure to have you back if you would be open to coming back because this is such good stuff. Thank you so much. It would so be my much.
1: honor, please.
0: Well, please. I um, And I know you're not on social media, but can you just tell people where they can go track you down right now if they want to just connect with you, find your books, all the rest?
1: Sure. I've got a website. It's kmerrick.com, like the letter K, my last name, merrick.com. And I blog on there sometimes and mm-hmm. I've got like a favorites page with links. I've got a link to Monica's book because mm-hmm. it's so good. <laughs> um, and there is a place to contact me if someone has, you know, a question or whatever. And it might take a while, but I do get back to every person who emails me. That is Ooh. the way I connect. I know. Wow. Um, it's it's been That's amazing good. because it takes the extra mile, you know, like it's yeah, too, it's it's too easy to connect on, you know, to hey on someone's Instagram, but to, to, to unearth your email and I then, know. you know, and then compose one. And I've actually, um, gotten to, you know, pray for some really lovely yes. women that way. Anyway, so there's my website. And so then, good. Um, is your speaking schedule
0: it. on there? If someone it wants is,
1: to yeah, okay. it is on there and it doesn't, I don't really link to the events. I, I don't know. Maybe I should. But um, it it will say the date and what church or event center or whatever it's at and in what town. So you can know.
0: Awesome. Well, Kate, I am inspired after this conversation and I know so many other moms will be also. So I want to thank you so much for your time, your wisdom, your experience and just sharing your heart today.
1: Thanks, Monica. I love you.
0: I love you too. And I can't (laughs) wait to see you again. Yeah, And um, we're going to get you back. So thanks for being here and have a wonderful holiday season. You too. Thanks so much. God bless. All right, friends, I hope you enjoyed that conversation, and I just want to thank you again for being here, and I want to wish you a very happy Thanksgiving, or if you catch this later, it might be happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Just hope that you are encouraged and inspired to be present wherever you are. You will find links to all the things we talked about over in show notes, which you can find at monicaswanson.com forward slash episode dash 185. All right, God bless you. Have a wonderful rest of your week, and until next time, aloha.